This is the One Piece Podcast, episode 537, for the week of Monday, September 17th, 2018. My name is Zach. And my name is Ed. And my name is Steve. And on today's show, very special guest, translator for One Piece and Weekly Shonen Jump, we have Stephen Paul with us. How's it going, Stephen? Hey, pretty good. That's good. We also have our anime recap host, and from Anime News Network, we have Sam Leach with us. How's it going, Sam? That's me. <laughs> One more? You really took me <laughs> off guard there. Um, I didn't expect, like, the Mario thing. Um, and last but certainly not least, we have our editorial writer and contributor, Jill Knight, with us. How's it going, Jill? It's pretty good. Hello, everyone. Um, so, on today's show, we have a manga recap of uh, chapter 917, Food Treasure Barge. We also have an anime recap. Which episode's that for, Sam? That would be for 853. And, uh, yeah, we also have some piece together and trivia for you guys a little bit later in the show. If you haven't checked out last week's episode, we go through V-Ray Card, which is supposed to arrive in the mail for me tonight, uh, which is a little, little late for that episode. But we also, uh, whenever our next break happens, uh, we're going to be doing our Volume 90 uh, recap. And when I say our break, I mean One Piece's break. So whenever Shonen Jump or One Piece are on a break next, and uh, Steven, you were nice enough to go through that with us. Um, so excited to go through that with everyone when that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I want to remind people, please support us on Patreon if you have not at patreon.com slash One Piece Podcast. Uh, subscribe and get all sorts of cool benefits, including uh, a chance to be on the show, um, a chance to be on the trivia round, and a lot more all that at patreon.com slash one piece podcast. Um, I think that's just about it. Not a lot of huge one piece news this week, um, which seems rare lately, actually. So, uh, why don't we get right into the show? Are you guys ready? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I'm not. This is the manga recap for chapter 917, Food Treasure Barge. Ed, what's going on on the front page here? Well, we got the Saga of the Self-Proclaimed Straw Hat Fleet, Volume 44, Bonus Story. Uh, here, I was under the impression that a bonus story would be one chapter. How wrong I was. Um, but the title of this one is, There is Unbreakable Fabric in This Town. But Bellamy's not in the town. He's in his office. He's just sort of drawn stuff. <laughs> I like... This is the most uh, meta Oda has gotten. Um, this is literally <laughs> what he does on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> mm. It's like the Norman Rockwell self-portrait of, uh, of Oda. You can, you can see him mixing his own dyes in the background. He's specifically drawing a straw hat, Jolly Roger. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. interesting. It's also interesting that the... I mean, this is clearly... I don't know if this is the unbreakable fabric he's working with here. Um, but... I, I, You know, the... Uh, what do you call it? The caption makes me kind of, like, suspicious as to what's going on here exactly. I don't know, Stephen, if... Yeah, I feel like, you know... I mean, well, it's clear from, like, the the Straw Hat logo and talking about the fabric that it seems like kind of Bellamy wants to, uh, I guess like you know make this sort of symbolic gesture for the straw hats to like create a special flag for them or something like that yeah um or, or maybe he's, their symbol 
Yeah, or maybe he's doing like he's going to make a whole bunch of them and hand them out to the the fleet or something. Um, which actually that probably makes more sense since um, since this is the story of the fleet. But um, yeah, it's it's it is odd. Yeah, because it does kind of feel feel like there is an element of meta commentary here. Uh, just ha- having it be so similar to you know the 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 creating art process. So. Um, for me, it just reminds me of the Spirograph guy from The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, super specific reference. Uh, Ed, you want to start us off? Sure. We're back in Okobode Town in Kuri, and the the townspeople are are they're noticing things. It sounds like a ruckus in town. There's a child crying. He's so hungry. This woman has her like toddler and the baby on her back, and she, you know, don't don't embarrass yourself. Stop that. But I'm hungry. You're you're a boy of Wano. Don't ever let me catch you complaining. And uh, the, the other people are just going about their day mostly as the child cries because he's hungry in the background. But a man comes running up to Otsuru and says, "Do you have any evil purging herbs?" And uh, he looks very distressed because his child couldn't take the hunger and drank from the river like Tama had done a few chapters ago. And you can see the black sludge pouring from a pipe into the river and uh you know it, it's obvious what's going on here so over to the far end of bakura town and it's this beautiful idyllic you know it's the paradise farm and you hear a voice say it's time to harvest let it let it up onto the cart and you get to see there's all these panoramas or not panoramas but all these like slides of beautiful food and Fish and uh, bales of something and fresh even, fruits and even eggs. Even these cows look like they're spoiled and gluttonous. They're like, ugh, I get too much of this. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that cow has shifty eyes, actually. Look at that. He's plotting. Or, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> this is the this is where they get the wanogu. <laughs> <laughs> Smart cows. Um, with the, uh, the rooster crows, which doesn't really make sense because th- that... Roosters don't lay eggs. Yeah, I was gonna say that's weird. <laughs> the other weird thing. The other weird thing is why are they still alive? I'm there's so much I'm confused about there. To serve the purpose of laying eggs, <laughs> which they can't do. In Wano, they can. The, maybe it's just the proud papa. Yeah, it's like look at what I did. <laughs> but wouldn't they be unfertilized eggs normally to yeah. eat? It is. How that works. So many questions. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a uh, we get a voice that says, "Once you're done unloading, slip out through the back way to Okobore. And uh, the, the, the the smaller hands with you know, the smaller, dirtier hands he throws the coins in and says, five pieces of silver, please. This isn't enough to feed my family for a whole week. I can't even buy enough water with this." And uh, <laughs> the big guy sort of you know, kicks him in the butt, and um, <laughs> he's like, "Go, no talking back." So it seems like these are some bandits who are working with, like, either those are the bandits or they're working with, like, some low-level guard at the farm to steal food there. So, What, they don't like falafel? <laughs> <laughs> Crunch patties, Steve, please. Steven? Uh, I, I would assume that these are these are the, just the guards, ma- you know, making sure the farm is protected and then they just kick the laborers out, uh, uh, out the back. Yeah, because they're not allowed to go through Bakura town. They have to go out the uh, the long way yeah this wasn't exactly um it wasn't clear at first yeah 
so on the next page, uh, we get another cool kind of long distance uh, shot from from Worms Eye, uh, Worm, Worms Eye View uh, towards the gate. And uh, someone is calling for the uh, the gates to Bakura to open. And uh, they say, oh, look at all that tasty food you got there. <laughs> and... Um, you know they the now we see closer up that the uh, the gates are opening and there's a a large shape coming through and there's some uh, obviously some kind of henchman going that's right miss speed look we've got the food right over here uh and this uh this speed person who has an odd silhouette in this uh, uh first uh, or in the second panel here says oh but i already can see how you ask because my vision is 350 degrees and we see that this uh questronaut here is uh none other than speed the aforementioned speed the headliner for uh the animal kingdom pirates and she has the horse smile fruit and mm. she is pretty much just straight <laughs> up a centaur yeah did you say she was an equestronaut yes, yes. um right. and uh i i love this the the 350 degree uh, eyesight thing where, you know, she's she's clearly, you know, looking back, she's clearly looking away from the gate in the uh, smaller panel. Um, but she, she's talking that she can see. And I think this joke only works because he drew her eyes straight uh, on the front of her face like a normal human's. Uh, whereas obviously a horse's eyes are more on the side of its head. And that is why they have such a wide range of vision. Um, and uh, we want to make are, her look like a monster, Stephen. Uh, apparently not uh and then someone they, they're saying like oh wow that's that's some horsepower and uh then she she beams uh as a horse is wont to do as uh, she's oh you think so <laughs> and uh they're saying even her smile has horsepower um and uh the the, the joke there the you know the thing that they're repeating is they they keep saying the phrase uh, umanami which means uh, it, it means like on the level of a horse or uh, similar to a horse, and, which is interestingly enough, uh, normally used in Japanese uh, in which which would be translated uh, in English as a, a phrase. I'm going to censor myself here blank as a horse. Um, but uh, that's oh. obviously not the uh, <laughs> not the case here. Um, wow. But uh and here I thought people were just trying to be nice about calling her horse face, but <laughs> uh, yeah. And and also another thing that I learned um, while looking this up, because I was going to make a joke, you know, that like, okay, well, the front of her is clearly, you know, like a, a pretty straightforward Oda female design if you, if you don't count the back. But then it made me wonder like, well, if, you know, should, should she have the, the human boobs, you know, should she have human boobs or should she have, horse boobs should there be two or should there be more and i actually did not know i did not know that uh, apparently unlike horse or unlike cows horses only female horses only have two teats so i'm so uh, glad you looked that up steve he's accurate in that sense i can i can confirm there uh so i and i I could confirm that horses do really laugh like that and it's ridiculous um Mm -hmm. yeah i mean most people can what was that Uh, show mr ed Mr. Ed, 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 can you confirm this? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So in the meanwhile, there is a uh, guy is ringing a bell, just banging on it with a hammer. And uh, and then Speed uh, notices, oh, a fire alarm bell. 
And uh, then there's this uh, group of uh, firefighters and they've got these, uh, you know, kind of traditional firefighting accoutrements here of the uh, the capes and the ladders and these um, kind of banner things. And uh, they're all rushing to uh, to get to the fire. Out of the way, folks, move it, coming through. We got a fire happening. Let's go, Vamoose. And uh, they're they're rushing, and all of a sudden, there's like a crowd of of cheerleaders that are screaming and throwing hearts, and they are they're claiming the fire in the name of the the best firefighting squad in Wano, Igumi, and they're like doing stunts on the ladders. Woo ha! Yeah, fire, fire! Woo! And when does the their calendar the, come out? There's <laughs> there's a there's a guy on the top uh, swinging the banner. And uh, this gets speeded. Just, just put the damn fire out already, as she screams at them. And uh, this is um, this is kind of a, a bit of a caricatured uh, depiction of the um, old-fashioned, like Edo era uh, firefighting um, squads, which were, you know, they they were definitely kind of a a, a cultural artifact of the the time because uh, until you know uh, the contemporary era. Uh, you know, all the buildings were built with wood. And so there were just very frequent, um, huge, devastating fires that would just uh, sweep through uh, the city of Edo. And they came up with this system of firefighting where, you know, like each each block or each area of the city had its own um, firefighting squad. And they would like compete for like the honor of putting out fires. And uh, so the Igumi, um, you can see it better in the uh, second panel where they have the little uh, hiragana for e if you if you know your hiragana inside the circle um and they had like in edo i mean i don't know what what it's like in wano but obviously he's just kind of doing a, a brief little gag here uh there were teams named after each of the 48 um you know the the characters the kana um and uh and so that's that's how you know they were all styled so you had the igumi and rogumi and hagumi and you know all these different things like that um, so while they are uh, putting out this fire, um, Speed notices that this is uh, this is Holdem's mansion. And hey, what's what's with all the destruction? And then they, uh, one of her followers, points in the other direction. Over there, Miss Speed. And she's like, Yeah, no, I see it. I'm, I can see it perfectly fine. I have 350 <laughs> degree vision. Uh, there was supposed to be a sumo event today, and, and off in the distance, you can see the uh, the floating. Um, what, what did they call it again? The um, something Yane. Uh, shrine, the, portable shrine, su- 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 yeah. or something like that. Su- su- yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, um, and then we move on. Uh, Steve, and we cut to uh, Otama in the grips of the lion belly. Uh, she calls out, "Big bro!" as uh, she's uh, locked in the jaws of the lion, and we get hold them. With a, with a big belly laugh. Uh, as he says, save her. How do you intend to do that? Hmm? It's like, hey, if you show any resistance, then she'll be mercilessly, mercil- mercilessly crushed. Not mercifully. That, that's the opposite of what I'm trying to say. She'll be crushed in the jaws of my stomach. Kamichiro, the lion. Wah. As uh, we get the name of Hold'em's tummy. Uh is er, finally uh, crap factory <laughs> <laughs> kami jiro uh, so um uh the the kami uh, i mean the jiro is obviously just like a t- typical japanese name ending thing but uh the kami the um the kanji for that one 
means to bite. So I like to call the lion Bitey Jiro. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right for a cat. <laughs> yeah. No, um, now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Um, oh, I was so in the SBS. Do you think the lion is going to have to get a different birthday and all of that information, or is this just like oh, I? They're, they're like the fact that they have separate names is kind of bizarre. But, yeah. yeah anyway, yeah. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, Luffy retorts with "Let go, Tama, or I'll whip your ass." <laughs> Uh, and then it's this reaction from the rest of the crew, and she yells out again. She says, Big bro, Okiku, Kamachio, and the other guy. <laughs> and uh, Hold'em just chuckles. He says, you, you talk big, but it's like, you, do you have any idea what this little brat can do? It's like, I'll take them hostage and then capture Shutenmaru in the bargain. And then we're all like, Who, who's that? Who's this? They don't. They don't have an Oda box. Uh, uh, but he says, "Don't play stupid. It's the boss of your band of thieves." Uh, Okiku apparently knows exactly what he's talking about as she mutters his na- uh, Shutenmaru's name inside her noggin, and then he continues, says, "We know the ones responsible for the recent thefts from the farm are the people in the uh, <laughs> Atamayama Thieves Brigade." I think I got that right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a little bit of a tongue twister. Uh, so given that you defeated Urashima, though it probably was a fluke, I expect you're one of his more important henchmen. Uh, he's feeling pretty proud of himself. Man, he's dumb. Yeah. Uh, and we turn the page, and Okiku is leaning in to whisper something to Luffy. Luffy Taro, please try not to make him angry. Huh? Uh, I don't know. He seems pretty angry already. Um, but uh, no more. Don't, don't make him any angrier. Uh, what the townspeople truly fear is who stands behind him. It is the right-hand man of the Animal Kingdom's pi- the Animal Kingdom Pirates Captain Kaido, a warrior named Jack the Drought who sits in control of Kuri. And uh, Zoro's rubbing his chin like, hey, didn't we bust his ass already in Zoe? Um, <laughs> or and I, uh, Luffy's like, oh, yeah, that's right, him. You know all the townspeople that are sort of crowding around. To be fair, an elephant yes. busted his ass. As we see, it's adorable. <laughs> yeah. uh, Luffy is continuing to say, uh, oh, you mean the one who poisoned the cat and the dog? Uh, but I thought the elephant smashed him. And he's in his, <laughs> he, we get this little cartoon version of Zoe busting uh, Jack's ship of <laughs> Zunesha. So uh, Jack good. and his ship sank into the ocean. And uh, Okiku is standing in the background, uh, a little lost. Are, are they talking about animals? Just cats, dogs? I'd like um, to believe that elephants. this is a Robin a Robin moment for her. <laughs> like, oh, animals! Um, oh, you it, are aware. Sorry, oh, before sorry. before you move on, just like, are we supposed to think these two guys looking peering around the corner are supposed to come back in some way, or are they just? Well, isn't that one of the announcer dudes? weren't they, weren't they the guys who are like are the doctors? I thought no, no, I don't think so. They look like they're gonna tattle. Yeah, it, lo- it looks like yeah, it, it looks like this. They're clear the fact that they get their own panels kind of odd and like yeah that is true double panel. Think about that yeah yeah next week maybe um yeah go ahead sam uh so okiku is saying uh so you're aware of jack's wreck at sea uh he is not dead it turns out he arrived here several days ago 
and uh, Luffy and Zoro are are proclaiming what? Uh, if you anger Hold'em and the man they call the Drought shows up for vengeance, the entire town will surely be reduced to a desert wasteland. Uh, and uh, Luffy is shouting up at Hold'em, "Hey, that's dirty! It's like you're keeping the entire town hostage." Um, and uh, Hold'em, he's just like, "I don't know what you guys are saying, but uh, hurry up and take this kid back." Like you said, uh, just know that the instant you move, this happens. And uh, he's, I guess, he's flexing his gut, and the the lion is is jumping down. Um, and uh, Otama is is crying out, ah, it hurts, and Luffy is telling him to knock it off right this instant. Steve. And uh, Hold'em once again laughs, gah, uh, hey, I could get used to this, the pain screams of the inferior. Uh, wow, you should run for office. Uh, uh, <laughs> Otama just uh, yells out in pain again, uh, he's like, hey, don't forget, I owe you for busting down my house. And then, bang, I guess that's a sound, uh, as we get speed and the uh, and just the cavalry of uh, food from the farm, I take it. And she's like, hey, hold them, what's all the ruckus? And everyone's like, oh, it's Miss Speed, as she's chewing on an apple, which... Uh, of course. Is- Horses love mm-hmm. horses love apples, um, and the rest of the. Uh, I'm, I wouldn't say this is the crowd. These look like uh, people that are in Kaido's uh, army. They're like, "Woohoo! It's it's Miss Speed's food treasure barge." Um, so that's today's feast, boys. Uh, and who's? Oh, I think it's just another guy saying, "Like I'm starving," and we get another close up of all the shiny food. And uh, Luke is like, damn, look at all that food. And <laughs> Kiku uh, provides, uh, provides some exposition saying, it's food from the Paradise Farm. Uh, it's like a harmless, healthy harvest raised on pure, clean water. Uh, and then Luke is like, why is it only for them? <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and he says, Zoro, you get that one. I'll get Tama. Zoro just nods and says, Sorry, Kiku. Looks like we're going to grab and run. And Kiku's like, huh? When? What time? Um, she, and she says, yeah, he'll probably get mad, but at least we're not going to smash the guy. Uh, oh, this is sorry. This is. Uh, I think they're referring to Kinemon. Um, well, Zoro, no, no. Okay. So, th- so this is, uh, this is a bit confusing because yeah. it's not actually clear from, from the text. But the insinuation, at least to me, which seems the most obvious, is... When he says he'll probably get mad, Zoro's referring to Jack, but at least we're not going to smash, you know, hold him. They're just going to get uh, Otama back. Yeah. Oh, I okay. thought they were and steal referring the food. to, to yeah. law about causing a scene. Oh, no one cares what he no one, Oh, no yeah, one... that, that could be, it could be that too as well. Or whoever told Zoro not to mess around. It's Which was vague. Kinemon, they said. Yeah. So, yeah, I, okay. I mean, it, yeah. not a big deal either way. Right, yeah, right. Yes, yeah, Stephen. It works. Make that less vague. Um, get on it. Uh, Jill. All right. Uh, we go back to the entrance of Bakura Town, and Hawkins and his gang are riding in um, back from their trip out. Uh, he's looking for Hold'em. Uh, there says there's a big scene. He's not picking up the Dendan Mushi. Um, and then he sees a figure um, wearing, I don't know what that is, like a straw bucket hat. Um, wielding a familiar sword. Don't these have names? These these hats. Uh... Probably. I don't know. Go ahead. 
Um, he says, stop where you are, Basil Hawkins. And Hawkins doesn't know who this is. Um, he says, who is this? He's mighty. <laughs> Listen, all you got to get close enough is to see his fingers. You'll be like, oh, that yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one else who can exactly. do that. Um, and surprise, it's Law who says that one is a closed country with no information from outside, so I should destroy anyone who would actually recognize us. So, you know, let's cause a big scene killing this other strong supernova because that's not going to get you recognized at all. Sorry, Law, it's too late. It's already too late. It doesn't matter. Um, this Law, he could just, like, make him disappear elsewhere, right? I guess that's true. true. He says destroy, so we'll, we'll see how he deals with this. Um, we go back uh, to where Luffy and the gang are and hold him. He says, I don't need three hostages. Let's execute one. Um, I'll choose the woman. Step forward. Um, and Luffy and Zoro just kind of look as Okiku is grabbed by some of the men. Well, they're cracking um, then, their necks like they're getting. Oh, they're getting ready. Yeah, they're uh, simultaneously cracking their necks. <laughs> that is going to be a, a, a gif. Uh, within the next year, just get ready for that to be all over Twitter. Go ahead. <laughs> and then with some speed lines um, and some really cool panels, the two of them, um, we see, uh, was that a crunk? <laughs> As Holden suddenly just gets pummeled um, and well, Tama is gone. Well, less Holden and more uh, Bitey Jiro. Oh, you're right. yeah. The tummy. Bitey Jiro. Yeah, Bitey <laughs> Um, for those who care about such things, um, apparently the mask is called a Tengai or a Tengui, um, a type of casa worn by, uh, monks. Like monks, yeah. right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Wikipedia has a whole article about it for those curious. <laughs> uh, they're called Komuso, I think. Komuso? Whatever it is. Okay, Stephen. <laughs> Before I make an idiot out of myself. All right. So uh, then we see that uh, it is Luffy who has um, has made off with uh, Otama, and he says, "Let's scram, Tama," which is probably short for "Let's scramble." Tama goes, and um, he says, "Sorry for taking so long." <laughs> She's like, "What?" And hold him to his baffle. Like, when did you wait? What? And uh, meanwhile, uh, Komachio is uh, is barking, uh, woofing, and based on the um, uh, tears in his eyes, I'm guessing it's out of relief. Um, and, uh, so Hold'em is, is yelling at his lion and then he's giving orders to get the brat back. But, uh, there is just a, what appears to be like a storm of slices that just, uh, cuts through this crowd of, uh, you know, of the goons and even speed is just sort of like, wait, what? Um, and she's got, she's got the shock, uh, mark coming off of the back of her head as she sees them all getting cut behind her. Uh, which is a pretty great detail. Um, and uh, Okiku is uh, all of a sudden she's like tugged upwards. Um, and then we see that it's Komachio who has just picked her up in his mouth. And uh, Zoro is is ordering the dog <laughs> this way, dog. Um, and uh, well, how, how convenient is that, that Komachio is the perfect size to uh, to pull on this uh, food treasure barge as um, it immediately just starts rushing it uh, straight out of town um, and they all, they all hop aboard and uh, leave the, uh, the goons in the dust. 
and uh, Luffy is like, "Hey, what's up with your what's up with your cheeks? How are your cheeks doing?" And uh, Otama is well. She says she's fine, although she's got uh, you know little tear marks in her eyes, and her her poor little cheeks are uh, you know all swollen and uh, and dirty. And and she's like, "Ah, oh, he only tugged on him a little bit with his pliers. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know why you see you can't pull out my my dumplings that way." And uh, this just infuriates Luffy, who, you know, he was already pissed off about her being trapped. But now he's like, pliers! And, uh, you know, clenching down on his um, his, uh, his little stick there. Nobody and, disrespects Matama. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, he leaps back up. He just tosses uh, Otama behind, <laughs> behind him and turns around and uh, leaps backward. And he's already got his arm... Uh, extended and uh, Holdem uh, seems to be kind of delighted that uh, Luffy's coming back to challenge him and he says roar lion fire as uh, poor uh, Kamijiro here D- does not really look great but he uh, he seems to be preparing to uh, to spit up something as he goes it's a hairball <laughs> <laughs> he's flexing his gut again Baitijiro has a little heartburn as he <laughs> Uh, as Tama falls, uh, saying, look, I'll be fine. You don't have to do this. Um, I assume there's a Doppler effect thing going on there. And um, and Bitey Jiro throws a bunch of fire straight at uh, Luffy. And it looks like, ah, that's it. Luffy's dead. That's the end of One Piece. Um, as as uh, the scrambled eggs uh, falls down um, and... Uh, what do you call him? <laughs> Hold him. Says he's gonna, he's gonna pack the finishing uh, blow here with his. Oh, what a great technique name this is! The trick mechanism sword. Yeah. Okay. Can't wait to see that happen. But before we do, Luffy fires up his gum gum red hawk, and Caesar Clown gets punched. Wait a second. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, Hold him. Gets punched right in the face. Um, Can tell by the whiskers. <laughs> <laughs> literally the only difference uh between yeah. that panel and the whiskers aren't in the second panel well i, I assume they got singed off. yeah <laughs> uh so <laughs> nevertheless noses. nevertheless and the hat uh went flying so at least he had that um nevertheless very cool panel that i'm sure oda didn't just duplicate <laughs> um no it looks it looks cool as uh as he gets punched, uh, Holdem gets punched straight in the face, and, and not in his gut face this time, his regular face. And uh, Luffy gives a nice, badass look, and that's it for this week. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, cur- I'm curious here with the, uh, you know, with the way that Holdem is, like, uh, barfing out fire. Do you suppose that's, like, the flame from Luffy's punch, or do you think that... Like you know the the fire that from that the lion. yeah that the lion like it's it's all inside of his you know <laughs> system and Luffy is just punching the rest of it out you know coming up out of his mouth. <laughs> I, I kind of like that idea. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. some way. Yeah, right. <laughs> if it doesn't come out your stomach, um, okay. Uh, let's not use our imaginations too much. <laughs> Uh, that's the best uh, yeah. thing. good advice uh, Jill uh, thoughts on this chapter um yeah I mean I liked it there was some good action I actually got spoiled for a bit of it so it didn't have as much of an impact as it could have um, but I like Jiro's or Jiro sorry god 
uh, Speed's, like, quirky designs. Like, she does kind of look like, oh, you know, normal Oda woman, but I like the ears. Um, and then her weird horse face that she pulls um, is kind of hilarious. Um, I don't know. I really like uh, Luffy's reactions throughout the chapter because he's always been a glutton, um, but he sees that, like, oh, they're all hoarding the food for themselves, and he's been seeing the reaction that all the townspeople have had. Um, so it's, he's kind of, they're kind of grasping the seriousness here when they really see what's going on. But they're still being so goofy. Yes. Yes, that's true. (laughs) And we have the reintroduction of, uh, Jack. So that's definitely going to come to an ahead soon, I think. And like the fifth reintroduction of Law and Hawkins. (laughs) Come back. The Wicker Man. Old basket. (laughs) (laughs) Those are two good. How to get burned? How to get burned? (laughs) Is that what he's saying to uh, Bakura Town? (laughs) (laughs) How to get burned? (laughs) Straw Um, Man and Straw Hat. There we go. Okay. All good. All good titles. Uh, (laughs) So, is that anything else, Jill? Or Uh, I think I'm good. Okay. I didn't even... Oh, no, those are just flowers. I thought they were weed symbols on Law, uh, on Law's jacket <laughs> there for a second. Um, That's right. Not That's the case. And- yeah, well, I don't see Law as the type. Um, S- Steven, uh, thoughts? Um, yeah, this was an um, interesting chapter. I, I liked that uh, the, we didn't really waste a lot of time with, uh, with Hold'em. And uh, even though we also got the introduction of speed, like she was kind of used more for gag purposes than than like, oh, watch out. Here comes the next big bad guy to watch out for. Um, so I kind of, you know, I appreciate that it doesn't isn't kind of like wasting our time. Um, we we feel like uh, Luffy is, is, you know, and Zoro are, are properly equipped to to deal with these chumps. Um uh, which I, I I like because we're obviously building up to more important stuff uh, through these uh, these chaos causing actions here. Um, so yeah, I, I liked uh, Speed's design. You know, like it it could have been a, a real typical and uh, Oda you know woman design, and there are elements of that. But I I, I like the uh, like Jill was saying like the the crazy horse face thing that was pretty funny, and I like the uh, the white and black. Um, alternating design that's that's kind of striking uh let's see what else here the um the the reintroduction of jack into the story is nice and although it's a really minor thing i actually kind of liked that uh that he went out of his way to explain that like jack is apparently he is the one who controls curry because we haven't really seen like a lot of uh, kind of like a wide spanning, like what's, what is the full scope of Wano? How many of these areas are there? Like, and, and what's the difference? Because kind of as, as far as we've seen, it's just sort of like there's Curry and that's where the Kozukis are from. And then there's the flower capital. And that's kind of the only thing that we know about it. So I kind of like that he's making it at least, you know, um, identifying that, okay, Jack is the boss of this area and Wano itself is, is bigger there's more would, to this than what we know. Would that make Jack like the daimyo, the uh, a la Odin, you know, like basically? Right. Yeah, that's kind of what it would suggest to me. Or, you know, the, the equivalent of such under, uh, you know, Kaido's command. I mean, or, I mean it would add a, an extra level of like, I guess, the, whatever the opposite of poetic justice is, that um, 
Odin's successor, so to speak, is the one who like went in and messed up uh, Cat Viper and Dogstorm yeah. and, and Zoe. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of twisting the knife a little more. Dramatic um, irony, I guess, maybe? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe. Go ahead. Um, let's see. Uh you know the uh, the the law and Hawkins scene is obviously pretty brief, but that that was kind of a I, I think a tantalizing moment, and I, I liked um, although we didn't get a whole lot of it. I I did like the sort of dramatic like oh there's Law and he's wearing I mean he's wearing a traditional hat, but it, he looks kind of silly knowing that it's Law. It's just like oh he's just wearing like a paper bag over his head practically, yeah. um, which uh, happy store. Is yeah, exactly. It's kind of funny, but uh, but also like it. It's done very dramatically, um, which was interesting. And uh, yeah, I think that's uh, about all I have to say. Sam, uh, there were some really notable moments in this chapter. Like I think that the the last scene is is awesome. Like that spread looks amazing. Um, I, I think a lot of this chapter I'm overall kind of indifferent on. Um, just because it's, it's we're not we're not at the this is not as juicy as one I was gonna get I don't think um I, I wonder what it means that Jack is Kaido's right hand um I wonder if that means that is he gonna be the strongest of the calamities or is he just like the most loyal um I would like to believe just just for the just for escalation of stakes, I would hope that there's like at least one of the the calamities who's like a, a two billion or, or whatever. Um, I think that it's. I feel like I wonder when the last time that Luffy punched somebody just to be vindictive. <laughs> I, I feel I feel like it's it's not quite been that uh, between especially between Holdem and um. Uh, Urashima, there's definitely this vibe of like, okay, we're we're just we're just giving us these guys who Luffy can can uh, just smash, and it's it's really satisfying that he does so. And I'm really getting like a an early like Sabaody vibe from Wano right now, where like Holdem kind of feels like a Duval, and the the you know punching Holdem kind of it, it has like it's the same kind of circumstance as the the Celestial Dragons, where there's a consequence to to punching the guy, but Luffy is like, screw that. I'm going to, I'll deal with the consequences, um, which are always really exciting moments. And uh, also, yeah, with all the, the worst generation guys showing up, that's also another. So it just makes me wonder, like with how low stakes, relatively low stakes, everything is being right now, it makes me wonder how, just like how much more it's going to ramp up uh, once this real story gets started. Uh, Ed. Uh I don't know. I, I find the gags in Wano to be top notch, um, but the story's been progressing a little bit slowly. Although I'm excited about the Hawkins Law encounter because it feels like that's like the start of whatever they either fight or like make a conspiracy together. That those that that's like that's going to be the the start of the actual sort of you know the incident of Wano. Whatever happens here is going to start with them. Um, after Luffy, Luffy's just going to cause havoc. That's because that's just what he does. But Whatever plans Law is making, I think, is going to drive the action for the next little future here. Um, yeah, Speed is <laughs> speed's actually really funny, um, as is Holden, which is a big contrast between them and Jack. I mean, actually, on the whole, most of Kaido's followers are, are kind of goofy, except for Jack, who's very serious. Well, the ones we've seen are almost exclusively gag characters. 
Well, in then, and there was also um, Jin Rami and um, the woman with no clothes. To be fair, yes. <laughs> well, that could be a lot of people in One Piece. Back on Zoe, I meant. Yeah, I know what you mean. Character. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that might have been Jin Rami. I forget what their names are, but they were goofy, yeah. too. Well, what was um, the other she, one? She, Jin Rami was the one without the clothes. Sheep's Head was the guy. Sheep's Head. Sheep's Head. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to the gags staying in Wano. I'm excited about that. And yeah, I, I don't know. I am. Um, I'm hoping to move the plot more um, next week, but uh, I enjoy these these gags. I enjoy these chapters of just characters being, you know, themselves in like amped up ways. I, I feel like it's a smart way to start this because it's like you know it's like the the comedy opener. He's mm-hmm. warming up the crowd now and getting people entertained and enjoying Wano before we get to like the real big stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like this, that's what he's doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if that follows some sort of, you know, Kabuki or play structure in Japan, but uh, yeah, that seems mm-hmm. to be correct. Um, I, I think I echo. S- oh, well, Steve actually first, before I have my opinion, Steve. Well, I think you might echo what I have to say because I'm going to echo what Ed said. Uh, <laughs> a lot yeah, of, it, it's is there an echo in here. <laughs> Hello, 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 hello. Chapter is okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, the gags are top notch. Uh, it's been really funny. Uh, we're getting uh, like the uh, the the smile fruit users are all pretty interesting and kooky, but it feels like it's moving a little slow. But I mean, Holdem just got punched, so I'm pretty sure that's monumental. <laughs> we'll see where things go, but it was a fine one. It's not one of my more memorable or favorite chapters but i am looking forward to law and hawkins fighting i think any of the uh, worst generation interacting with each other is all good in my opinion so i'm looking forward to that yeah i might just be spoiled uh the last few chapters have been really good specifically the sumo chapters um and this definitely felt more like falling action which is weird since he's like defeating one of the early bosses i guess luffy here uh so to speak um, I mean, I'm gonna, I, I kind of echo, I think, what Sam said, that, you know, it's an okay chapter, um, but, I, I, you know, I, I know what's gonna come is gonna be better, and there have been, a lot of where we've been has been better, so I kind of just kind of, you know, felt mad about it. Uh, Speed, um, much like a centaur, she's half, uh, well done. Um, her, I like her gag. I think the gag more specifically being that she says she has 350 degrees of, uh, you know, vision, but she does not, as uh, as uh, Stephen pointed out at the beginning. And that's a cool gag, and the laughing is a funny well, gag. Yeah, no, I, it's, not that, it's not that I think she doesn't actually have it. I think she does. It's just, it's funny because she's not drawn that way that would actually physically make that possible. Well, the reason I say I don't think she does is because I think she's surprised when Zoro kind of, you know, slices through the group on the second to last uh, spread or so, like fourth to last page. Um, because she kind of has that, it's, it's that shocked um, sound effect thing. I don't know. What, what to call that? Yeah, the little uh, shock mark. Yeah, so that makes me think she does not know what's happening behind her and that she's just <laughs> kind of putting on kind of a ruse for people. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think her design is kind of bizarre in both, in half a good way and half an Oda way. Um, you know, my complaints toward <laughs> uh, 
what's her name? Bello Betty. I think Bello Betty at least had some historical context to it. Uh, here, I don't think Oda knows how centaurs work. Um, <laughs> I, it's very confusing. So, anyway. so, Zach, would you say you're yay or boo? <laughs> Should I get this reference? Um, <laughs> Just answer the question. Are, are you more yay about this design or are you more like boo? Boo. Because then we could just call her Boozak Horsewoman. <laughs> oh, oh my god. I thought you were making a nay joke. Yes. I don't know what he was doing, but he avoided the nay joke. Stop being such a naysayer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show, but no. Um, I think the designs in that are a little bit better. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the some some parts of it are good. Some parts of it are weird. I Like, for example, I thought... Uh, on the second page she appears, which is like somewhere in the middle, um, I thought, I didn't realize that that was her shirt. I just thought that that was like a, the bow and arrow thing going over. And then I'm like, oh, it's just ridiculous Oda design to 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 a T. And I, I what, what should I expect from him at this point? But it doesn't mean I shouldn't point it out, I guess. Um, as far, I saw um, our contributor, Ash, did a big rant on... Um, what's her? oh kiku um i th she's definitely still playing coy in my opinion here um obviously she's naive as to what's going on with luffy and zoro that's fine um but i do think it's weird that like two or three times now there's been just like a tiny panel where she gets kidnapped but it doesn't really seem to matter at all to the story well she escapes immediately both times yeah. like obviously yeah. it's not Obviously, that kidnapping was not a situation of danger, and I don't think the audience really... Oh, it's no! Just, it's just weird that it's there at all, then. Yeah, I agree. Um, because these guys are mustache-twirling villains, and they act ridiculously, so they're just going by the script. And maybe yeah, they're just sexist. Been, she's clearly <laughs> been told not to make a scene, so they'll probably end up being like a kidnap thing where she just gets the go-ahead and just kicks some ass or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I with that, I'm reserving... Yeah, look, the thing I could point out with Oda being kind of, you know, himself is with um, speed. But um, Okiku, so far, I don't think has kind of fallen into all of the pitfalls that Oda has uh, usually with uh, with some female characters, which I think he did a much better job in general with Whole in Whole Cake Island. Um, and uh, Okiku, so far, I'm still happy with... Um, yeah, I'll definitely... reserve my judge. I'll reserve my judgment for when she's sobbing and yelling for Luffy to help her. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'd like and, to. S and, yeah, and it's it's hard to expect too much from like these kind of third party characters also in true. these yeah. in these arcs because, like, by definition, they can't be like total badasses that are unless unless it's like a complete hermit character who has sworn to not interfere or something like that. And they need to be convinced to do so. Like the entire point of, you know, that the, having this villain that the Straw Hats have to come in and do it because the Straw Hats are the center of the story. If these characters were able to solve this problem on their own, if they were powerful enough to do all of that stuff, then you wouldn't have a story. There would be no reason for, you know, for this to be Luffy's adventure in Wano. Okay. Uh, it would just be like Okiku solves the problem. And it's all good because she's a total badass. Um, you know, there has to be a more nuanced way to uh, to kind of depict that sort of character. And I, I'm, um, I'm so torn, it's I'm limited. Tor I'm torn between that and which is logical and also just wanting a badass swordswoman um, because that's not something I guess Toshigi. Um, I'm trying to think if that's something we've seen too much of in uh, that much of in One Piece. And you remember Punk Hazard? Not enough. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, that and uh, the highlight of the chapter is definitely Luffy's thought bubble with uh, with Zoe knocking over Jack. Um, I still don't really care at all about Jack. I think we ranked him like one of the lowest villains when we did that villain ranking way yeah. back. Uh, He's still new. Yeah, but my yeah. opinion of him so far, you know, is, is is even with time is is around the same. Uh, just because he doesn't have a ton of personality, he has a cool devil fruit. He's kind of a badass. He has a big bounty. He's all that. He's all those things shonen readers like. But I want I want some personality uh, before I, you know. I'll, I'll reserve my judgment of him as well. Uh, him and Okiku. Um, but uh, nice to see Holden get his uh, ass kicked, a la Caesar. So um, I'll leave it there. Any other final thoughts from you guys? Um. If then, not, actually, be- oh god, nay. <laughs> be- before we move on, I, one last thing. Um, I think this chapter just reiterates we need to get someone on who has a good grasp of Japanese historical uh, history and culture. Uh, so, if there's anyone out there who you know has some sort of expertise in that, we welcome you on the podcast. Please let us know. Um, I put that I put that out there on Twitter a few weeks ago, but it has been silent. Uh, so uh, I'll make I'll make that pitch here on the air. Um, anyway, let's go on into the anime recap. Are you guys ready? Yes. <laughs> this is the anime recap for episode 853, The Green Room, an invincible helmsman Jimbei. I'm your host Sam, and today with me we have, once again... We have our good friend, Ed. Hello, Sam. Good to be here. And joining us today, we also have our good friend, Steve. Ahoy, ahoy. Steve. Uh, And the title card for this episode begins at 4 minutes and 46 seconds. So the episode opens, uh, picking up where we left off last week with uh, Mascarpone and Jaskarpone aiming at the mirror with their, their flaming arrows. Um, Luffy is going for it. He's trying to break the mirror so that they can't get into the sunny, but Katakuri is on top of it and kicking the shit out of Luffy. Uh, with lots of legs. He's got his crazy tentacle leg thing where he's like hovering all these these legs up in the air. It's like a super memorable uh, image of Katakuri. I think it's kind of weird. I wasn't on this like line read of what he says of, um, like, you know, don't punch my siblings. Like... <laughs> Almost, not even, like, angry. He was more of, you know, don't do that, just annoyed by it. As I don't think he's yeah. taking this fight seriously so much yet. Yeah, it's definitely... Uh, it's <laughs> definitely Katakuri's uh, mode right now. Yeah. I don't know, this episode kind of annoyed me, partly for that reason. Because mm-hmm. it's so it's so middle of the arc to be, I don't know, stressing out this much over... Minor villains like Monster, Monster Pony and Jasper Pony and being like, man, this isn't getting us anywhere closer to the actual resolution of this arc. <laughs> but that, but no, but the, the dread that it like incurred in me made the green room sort of it made that feel more earned, I guess. But it's mm-hmm. still, man, I don't know. I really didn't care for the first ten minutes of this episode. Um. Uh, so. Basically, Luffy finds a, a shard of the of the mirror he broke when he first entered the mirror world, uh, and so it still leads into the the towards the sunny. So he can at least it's too small for anyone to get through, but he can talk through it, like it's a phone, and he's trying to get his crew's attention. Um, 
And uh, the Sunny crew is, they're currently sailing and trying to avoid cannonballs. Uh, the cannonballs have faces on them because everything does here. And I uh, get a little sequence of, of Brooke jumping in the air, slicing uh, the cannonballs that he can. Jinbei steering the ship, trying to, to stay safe. Um, and uh, that's around the time when, you know, the the Moscopone and Joscopone, they're shooting their fires into the mirror, and the, the Sunny is now on fire, or at least the bathroom is. Uh, Brooke, Brooke has a joke about how he smells uh, fire. Something's burning. Brooke uh, committed to making a nose. Committed to making jokes throughout this entire episode. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's a little weird. Never change, buddy. Um, then we come to the sweets factory. We get a little update on how the cake baking is going. Uh, we get Sanji. He just perfectly cuts the banana. Like it, there, it's a full bunch of unpeeled bananas. He slices them up. The peels just blow off, and now all the bananas are like perfectly diced. Um, it's a good gag. There's, there, I don't know. I found the gags funny with uh, putting in Sanji, but I, at the same time, it, it's like we had to do it three times and not. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's 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 getting repetitive at this point. Like we need to mix it up before they they start joking again. I think it's going to be the new uh, buggy and Mister Three and Intel down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Um. So there's a little dilemma that they're they're a little bit short on butter. Uh, it's it's enough butter to affect the taste, and uh, they're worried that the cake won't be delicious enough to to satisfy Big Mom. So it's such a uh, realistic Asanji, th- realistic solution to this that I find amusing. It's just like it's like taking it from like a women's health television cooking program. Yeah, basically, he's uh, hey, go find some prunes. Let's add some baking uh, baking powder. And uh, let's pull back on the sugar a little bit. It's, it's it's fewer calories that way, so it's better for it's better for the ladies, which is a super weird comment, I think. <laughs> and I just assume old women are they don't want they don't want all the calories. Yeah, and uh, pudding is swooning as usual. Uh, so Luffy gets Nami's attention, and he's trying to tell her to break all the mirrors. Uh, so so. Uh, you know, when when Luffy broke his the, that original mirror, there's this, all this excitement of like, oh man, he can't even he can't even go back to the Sunny now if he wanted to. He'd, ha- he'd have to find some sort of long way around. Uh, but now now that we are remembering, okay, there are other mirrors. Let's break those too. <laughs> so uh, Nami is unsure about that, but that's when the tidal wave shows up. A uh, big giant purple. It, it looks like grape soda. Uh, tidal wave. And so this is Katakuri's powers again, right? Because the orange, the orange is different. That's it's Parasparo. Yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, never. The, the yeah, orange right, right. is Parasparo. I think that the I think the water around Totoland is just mostly juice. Ah. Okay. And that's why it's not like it's. That's why Big Mom's powers work on it. I think it's a little confusing. Um. So there's a big tidal wave. Uh. We're the camera's like panning up it. We see the big goofy face, and we hear. Uh, that that oh so familiar witch cackle from Big Mom, um, and uh, so Jim Bay is now kind of barking orders, and uh, there's a little montage of the crew getting the sail ready. Um, Jim Bay is asking, "Okay, Nami, what's the how how's the wind looking?" And she does that that like super classic, like putting her finger up in the air, and and she knows exactly where the wind's going based on that. Uh, and uh, Jim Bay announces that he is turning the ship around and that surprises everybody. They're like, Oh, I guess we're all just going to die then. Um, 
I thought it was weird when they're when they're kind of cycling through all the characters and they're they're like embracing death because they're not sure what Jimbei is doing. Like Chopper is talking about uh, the doctor and it, there's even like a whole a whole like shot like of him remembering Dr. Hero look, which is I think felt really out of place. I don't know. He was he was crying pretty hard after the after it was after it was over. Still. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're entering the green room as Jimbei calls it, um, which is the the space. You know, as as the wave is collapsing, there's a, sort of an empty space, which is where you would see like surfers go through and stuff. Uh, and uh, it's the perfect place for fish children to play. So that's how Jimbei knows of it. Uh, he's able to sort of sail the the ship perfectly through it, and I like how the the lighting effect changes, where mm-hmm. it's not uh, everything kind of brightens up. Uh, the sun is kind of reflecting through the water. There's a you've got the kind of the green atmosphere around there, and like everybody's shadows are now colored purple, basically. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually enjoyed the use of silence. I, I do enjoy the use of silence on the soundtrack. Most of the time, they do it, and it's actually something that the One Piece anime has done less of over the years, I think. And uh, but it did sort of make this moment more special than it would be if there was just music droning out in the background. Yeah, uh, and Jimbei is doing his pulse spiel of like, "Oh, this is a nice ship. We've got a good navigator with someone to control it. This ship is invincible," and everyone's freaking out. You're so cool, Jimbei. <laughs> he is though. He's very cool. Jimbei's cool. Uh, hey, I so <laughs> I took that from Steve on Twitter. Um, so Perospero and mom, they, they assume that they just got him. Like the straw are dead now. And Perospero is very happy that his lie seems to have, uh, worked out. Uh, and so he's talking to Katakuri on the snail phone and he's telling them that the straw hats are dead. And Luffy is, is shocked to hear this. He's like, no, wait. Uh, but the Jaskapone and Mascarpone, they notice that the, what they can see through the mirror is that the ship does not look like it's underwater, at least not the room that they're looking through. So it's, they're like, okay, well, let's, let's shoot another flaming arrow in there just in case. And uh, that's when Nami shows up and smacks the mirror, uh, smashes it with her climb attack. Um, also, like Nami's, her, her hair is kind of coming undone a little bit, which is kind of a cool look. Hmm. I mean, I also like how that climb attack looks. We bit- I feel like we get to see it up close so little, and I mean, she's just using it to smash a mirror here. It's not like it's actually doing anything, you know, that that a bat wouldn't do. But it, it, I really like that design still. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and uh, the the crew are like, "What? Luffy can't get out now." And uh, Nami's like, "Hey, hey, it was Captain's orders. We want uh, we want to make sure that his job is as, as is as easy as possible, right?" Uh, which is kind of a cool moment. Uh, and then that's sort of the the music's ramping up. And uh, now it's it's now Luffy can focus purely on uh, Karakuri without worrying, while leaving the rest of the the sailing to his crew because now the the mirror world can't get into the sunny, uh, and that's kind of how the episode ends. General thoughts, you guys? Uh, Steve, what do you think? Uh, it was a very slow moving episode, and by slow I mean uh, the action was really took its time, like like Brooke just twirling through the air. Um, uh, and like the, the bathroom is basically on fire for most of the episode and it doesn't really add to the tension at all. No, it should be more burnt, you know, <laughs> I feel like this episode takes place over the course of like three minutes in like yeah. real time. Like Jim Bay, even like when he's like feeling out the waves, 
Like it's just really drawn out. Uh, I wish there there was more about this episode that really stood out to me. I just didn't think this was really an exceptional episode. Sorry, this is the episode I chose to come back for. I just had the free time. Um, but the uh, I mean the Jim Bay scene is fun, but there was really no exceptional animation but i thought a lot of the keyframes of jim bay were drawn very well um yeah i just couldn't help but feel like it was just yeah this was like an episode uh that took place in uh over three minutes and it took 23 minutes to tell including uh credits um well i mean uh, 19 19 minutes after yeah, 19 uh, minutes <laughs> Uh, it's just, it wasn't really remarkable. I don't think it really didn't do much to progress Luffy versus Katakuri. Really just this episode is about just the green room and smashing all the mirrors on the sunny. And that was really it. Ed? Uh, I, I think I've given my thoughts on this episode. I thought the green room looked really cool. Uh, I did like that lighting effect. I did like the, like the, the sort of the release of tension that made that moment exciting but it relied a lot on just slow sort of dread and like shooting the fire arrows for five minutes. And it just, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I mostly agree with what Steve said. Yeah. I thought this was a very overall stiff episode. I think like something about the way that it is directed and paced is very, uh, unfocused and kind of lackadaisical. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, I wish that the I wish that the tidal wave looked a lot cooler because I remember thinking it was so cool in the manga. Mm. Uh, I, I just lo- I, lo- I love how I love how ridiculous the variety of obstacles that Big Mom can can dish out is, and so like I I think you really got to push that drama as far as you can. Uh, but it, all the opportunities to do so just kind of fall very flat in this episode. Like the you've got all these things that are kind of going on in slow motion and at the same time, and none of them feel like they are, they're not, they're not suspenseful enough. Mm. And, um, uh, even, even the green room scene, like it's, it's a solid scene. I think there's some interesting stuff that they're doing with like the lighting and colors, but like, it just doesn't, it doesn't quite flow right. and doesn't really have the, the oomph that it needs. Um, and and by the time you get to the end of the episode, what you've accomplished is that Luffy can fight Katakuri some more, <laughs> you know. Um, so that's that's more or less uh, all that this, this this is the kind of episode where you really starting to kind of feel the the grind of these kind of longer climaxes. Um, yeah. And it's probably going to be this way for a few more episodes until it it gets exciting again. Well, we'll see. Uh, do you have any information about the next episode? Uh, no, other than the preview. Okay. All right, let's move on to the next segment. Sure thing. This is the Piece Together segment where we have questions, comments, scramble Tamagos, over easy Tamagos, all your Tamagos. Uh, that's that's all I got this week. Uh, let's start salad with... Scramble Tamagos. There you go. Um, let's start with Ed. No, wait, no, that's not right. Um, this piece, this piece, where uh, if you were a Patreon uh, subscriber, I think it's five dollars and up. Now it's automatic, uh, and join the Grand Fleet channel. 
uh, you could uh, you could send us your uh, dispies. Uh, first one comes from Morgul, who says, While I'm enjoying the adventures of Luffy and Zoro, I am anxiously awaiting the return of the other Straw Hats, especially the ones who weren't at Whole Cake Island. How long do you think we'll have to wait before Oda brings them back into the story? Maybe you guys should do another contest similar to the guess when blank arc ends. So, uh, Jill, you've won our, I think, two of our last three contests. So I feel like you should tell us what chapter will the Straw Hats uh, reappear in. Uh, what chapter are we on right now? What's 917. 920. 920. You heard it from Jill, who is our authority on such matters. So there you go. Uh, next one comes from Abdul, who said, I guess I wasn't wrong about speed. Uh, I, I guess being a centaur or a horse. Um, he says, uh, I like uh, I like this better, of course. These headliners are so much fun. Um, or, yeah, that he was wrong about what speed would be. Um, which I don't remember what he said. Oh, here, he did. Is this what he said? No, I don't know. Anyway, uh, the last uh, disc piece is from Grimpy Row, who says, What a creepy body-morphing smile would you guys like to have? I don't know, if I could smile like a like a llama or something, I could freak people out with it. No, no, like a smile fruit, uh, I think he meant. But, oh, uh, I, I, I was distracted <laughs> by the sports. Yeah, this is a don't feel bad. Chapter. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing for a second there, too. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, man. I'm seriously thinking, like, well, you know, I was thinking of my one friend who has, like, an adorable pit bull, and she has a great smile, and I'm thinking, yeah, I can make that work. Um, but what kind of animal? Ooh, what uh, part of your body would it be? Yeah, that's a good question. Too. We got a very similar question. I don't remember who asked, like, what uh, animal would you want on your stomach or a tummy animal? Uh, so if you want to answer that one, too, that's fine. They're pretty similar. Tummy animal. <laughs> tummy animal mm. lion's kind of perfect isn't it i mean yeah. an elephant an elephant would be pretty good because then he can just like yeah. grab stuff and feed you from his trunk mm-hmm. <laughs> that and sounds great extra it's extra a, or you get a hippo and you could be like you could just walk around all day like frog no hippo <laughs> <laughs> or so would that be like an elephant's stomach or just having like a yeah, no, him. like like the face on your stomach so oh, that okay. his, his trunk can reach up and like feed you grapes or whatever. Yeah, I think <laughs> an elephant's stomach would be really good. And, you know, you got that trunk and it could also overcompensate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just stick it, it down be, your pants. It could be misleading. <laughs> Instead or of buying a sports car. Pants, be like, Whoa, settle down there. Um, I'm sorry <laughs> for saying all that. <laughs> all right uh first email comes from martin who said are there any devil fruits fruit powers you're still expecting to show up in the story hmm. that is amongst the most broad zone. broad yeah. co- uh, questions uh, uh, sam yeah i see a snail zone <laughs> would he be a transponder That's... snail zone oh or God. just a snail <laughs> zone that'd be pretty cool that'd be cool I, I mean, that basically means that you have telepathy, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I guess, yeah. It's a good, like, combo it's, fruit. It's, yeah. So it would be like that episode of SpongeBob. into a transponder snail, or would it just be a transponder snail fruit? Um, well, I mean, hmm. you know, like, you could be a transponder snail, or you could be a hybrid of the two, and you generally gain your transponder snail characteristics, like Chopper has kind of 
is just kind of part human now forever. He can talk even as a reindeer. Your eyeballs would stretch out. So somewhat, yeah. somewhat tangent, tangent, uh, somewhat of a tangent. I could speak. Um, I was listening to Radio Lab, which is a fantastic show, and they mentioned how um, a lot of fish apparently have the ability to change their gender. And now I'm just really like on a whim, uh, essentially, um, and I'm That's really how upset. Jurassic Park started. <laughs> I'm so excited for Jimbei to join the crew. I was gonna say I'm so upset we didn't see more of that on, in Fishman Island as like an extra power that would also be cool as a devil fruit. Like you could just, I guess that's Evenkov's fruit, but I, it yeah. almost make makes Evenkov's fruit seem superfluous if if like half the fish on Fishman Island could do that anyway. Uh, I, I guess she, I guess, uh, I guess she could do a lot more. Uh, even yeah, but but Evenkov also like gives you steroids. Yeah, yeah, that's true. She pretty, does pretty cool like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lots of hormones, lots of hormonal uh, things she could do. Um, okay, I think that's actually it for emails. We didn't um, we didn't get a lot this week. So you want to move on to Reddit, Stephen? First question on Reddit is from Lasso Man, who says uh, Luffy and Zoro seem very confident in Okiku's ability to defend herself against the members of Kaido's crew. Based on the little action we've seen of her so far, where would you rank her strength out of the members of the Straw Hats? Okay. Ugh. Who, who are we talking about? Okiku. Okiku. Well, I think I, I think no the idea height... how to judge that. Yeah. yeah, this is not a good. Yeah, no. No frame of reference. I think the height is supposed to be like an indication of strength. I think in the new world, like being tall means you're kind of naturally strong. Wouldn't Brook be stronger than Luffy? Luffy and like. Well, he was born in, like, North Blue. West, wasn't West? West Blue. I don't know. He, he moved around He's a too bunch. skinny. No meat on them bones. Mm-hmm, I exactly. I want to say... <laughs> Literally. Uh, oh, Zach, you only took ten seconds to get to that. She's not She's not Monster Trio strong, but she's probably stronger than everyone else. We've yeah. seen her attack, what, once? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. That's, like, but that's also moves? saying she's stronger than Jinbei. I don't think she's that strong. Like Frankie, maybe. I think about. Uh, yeah, la, la, now let's argue about whether Jimbei counts yet since he hasn't officially joined the crew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see okay, when the so we got, comes we, out. We got to right? stop calling them the Monster Trio and like the more the, the Monster Quadrangle. Uh, the monster, monster Trio the monster and the Emperor. Square. <laughs> the Monster <laughs> Square. The, the Monster like Tetrahedron. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you mind going? Nuanda the Druid says, uh, do you think Jack is going to show up before any more of the Straw Hats find Luffy? If he does, do you think Zoro and Luffy will fight him or will Law force a retreat or something similar? I love the art this chapter. Uh, rest in peace, hold him. And also uh, throws a shout out to Steve for uh, repping Ice Shield 21 in the uh, question last week. Oh, for uh, for my number two. My, yeah, my big number two. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I'm sorry that I didn't get that. My mind's not in the freaking <laughs> toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly not. Um, yeah, I Shield 21's great. You should read it, especially if you like One Punch Man. I actually just started reading it, so I'm pretty jazzed about it. Jill's cool. <laughs> like Sanji. Yes. And Jinpei. Well, as for the original question... Um, do you think Jack's going to show up before any more of these straw hats find Luffy? Um, 
I don't feel I feel like it would be really disappointing if it's literally just Luffy and Zoro all the way through, I don't know, beating Jack or something. Like I feel like we have to get more of the crew into the picture before then. So I I don't think that's very likely. Um, but I, I think maybe that this thing about law forcing a retreat or something along those lines seems more likely just because we're still kind of building up just the the whole scope of the plot of this arc. Um, we really have not seen very much of that at all yet. Um, we're just building up very slowly. So I, I feel like we need to get more of that before um, before we get Jack into the picture. That's my that's my guess. Uh, Natachi uh, says, what are your thoughts? Well, I, you know, I guess you probably already heard this, but what are your thoughts on the latest anime episode? I feel like Jinbei getting the ship to travel the wave was a bigger deal in the manga, and the way anime showed it didn't really emphasize it as much as it could have. This was probably his biggest moment as a member of the Straw Hat crew. What did you guys think of that? Uh, I think we all agree. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, mm-hmm. that's disappointing to hear. It, it was a very slow half of an episode. Mm. All right. Uh, we will go to uh, Nivers, who says, if if anime existed in the One Piece world and none of the Straw Hats knew Japanese, who would prefer to watch their anime dubbed and who would prefer to watch their anime subbed? Who are we 100% confident on the crew can read? <laughs> Robin. <laughs> Robin, Nami. Yeah, Robin, Robin definitely subbed. Uh, Chopper. Sanji, Chopper. Sanji. Yeah. Luffy and Zoro cannot read. Uh, uh, yeah. Frankie, that sounds accurate. Frankie definitely can because he read the Pluton transcript. Yeah, yeah, but I still think uh, it's a picture. I mean, it could just be a blueprint that he's. Yeah. I mean, we don't no, see Brooke I... reading much. Well, music, mm. you can read music. That's true. Yeah. No, you, you assume, assume just because they can, it you, you assume they want to. That's the thing. Yeah. Right. Well, we're, we're just true. narrowing down our options. Yeah. First. So, okay. So, everyone's dub except for the, the characters we just named on the Strayak crew. So, which would prefer subs of the group? I think Robin would. I agree. Mm. Original content, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like the archaeologist in her, you know. I, I, I feel like the Usopp would care about the artist's original uh, intention. Yeah. Mm. No, who are we kidding? He would just brag that he saw it first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are watching the dub. I watched the simulcast. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. Usopp's, Usopp's that guy who, like, when talking with all his friends who who watch a dub, he like he like makes up stories about what happens later in this in the series. <laughs> oh my god, yes, definitely. He goes to anime convention. He says, "Oh, you haven't read that chapter? Let me tell you about it." Um, and then someone catches spoilers him. Spoilers at the just gathering. Just like that. Yeah. Just like that Equestronauts episode. Um, <laughs> I think Chopper would be dubbed. Yeah. Big time. Definitely. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. I think we've, we've run that one uh, through its paces. Uh, Books <laughs> is cool. Uh, says, with the introduction of Hold'em and his lion, I've noticed there are actually quite a few lion-themed antagonists in the series. I went ahead and compiled them into a pirate crew. They are the shishiriously dangerous pirates. <laughs> uh, and this this like includes that. Shiki, uh, the lion with from Thriller Bark with Absalom's face, Absalom, Hold'em, Kumadori, and Richie. 
how well do you think this crew would do in the new world? Maybe well, this is what Shiki has been doing this whole time. Did he mention Shishilian and Peckham's? No, he didn't. Shame on you. They're not antagonists. I guess. They're pirates. They're, they're pirates. Well, Peckham's yeah. is. Peckham's kind of. Yeah. Technically. Um, <laughs> I forgot about the lion with Absalom's face. <laughs> it's funny to think we've yeah. seen his face. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's all. The, you know, <laughs> some real memorable characters there. Um, some real world beaters. Uh, Pencils for Life says, I just had a random thought about Vivi. Do you think it's possible that she might possess King's Hockey and she might end up giving off a blast of it if she or her father are attacked under Emu's orders during the reverie? Also, if they are attacked, do you think Sabo will end up helping her escape and possibly taking her to Luffy after Wano? If Vivi had King's Hockey, it would have happened when she was on the bell tower <laughs> screaming at the country. Yeah, that's true. That's why the rain minutes. fell. Oh, you're right. Ooh. That's it. It's hockey. Okay, this. Yep, we proved it. Um, <laughs> Unless Smoker used the dance power, powder. I or think whoever was accused the, of that. The idea, the idea of Vivi just like letting off blasts of hockey, like she's um, the the one character from the Avengers was the Red Witch or whatever her name is, uh, <laughs> is kind of hilarious. Um, but I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I see it. Um, I don't know. I, 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 w- I guess I would say if that happened, like if Emu ordered th- her to be taken prisoner or something and she did something like that, it would seem kind of like a deus ex machina uh, way to get out of that. I, I like the idea of Sabo helping her, but I think he would probably just take them back to Alabasta rather than taking her to Luffy. Yeah. But I guess it depends on what the situation is. Uh, Lunar Sugar uh, is uh, happy about the continued escalation in Wano. Uh, just had a quick thought on Blackbeard's fruit. Feel free to skip if this has been discussed, but what do you guys think would happen should Blackbeard touch Chopper? Would he temporarily turn back into a mindless reindeer? What about Brooke? It makes me shudder to think about what would happen to those devil fruit users who are totally reliant on their abilities. Well, that's kind of cruel question. to reindeer to describe them as mindless, but... Um... <sighs> It's a good yeah. question. Uh, yeah, I, I, it, it's probably just the kind of thing that's just never gonna get asked in this. Yeah, story. right, right. Um, it doesn't seem it does not seem likely, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of hard to argue that it would be anything other than kind of a worst case scenario. Because even uh, Luffy, like Luffy's whole body is supposed to be rubber forever, like even when he's underwater. Mm-hmm. But Blackbeard is able to turn that off. Yeah, but he can't do it permanently, right? It's just when he's touching them. Yeah. So, you know, as, as long as you pull Chopper free, then I would assume he would return to his normal <laughs> self. But what's what's the visual of that? Does does Because does Cho- and, and another weird thing about Chopper is he actually defaults to his hybrid form when he g- falls in the ocean. Does he? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Oda's like addressed that, but I don't, I don't okay. know if there's a I don't know. I don't know if there's like a really explicit explanation for it. Yeah, I mean, I think we would just see like that teenage sort of reindeer form of Chopper, and he would know he's back when like he turns back into little Chopper or something. That's my guess. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to Bullet Catcher, who has a question for me. Um, okay, let's see. Knowing how that reverie probably should have began, Worth 
L instead or R, how has Raftel been put in the story? Is it in English like in Otaboxes or just translated from Japanese? Because I have a weird feeling lately the last island might actually be Lafter, like laughter. Probably wrong, but just curious as to how it's written in the original. Um, I mean, I've talked about this uh, occasionally here and there that um, uh, Raftel, like we really have no idea if Oda is going for any specific thing because it's always been written in uh, Katakana. So it's uh, it's always just Rafuteru, which if you just romanize that directly would be R-A-F-U-T-E-R-U, Rafuteru. Um, and so, you know, you could reasonably choose like L's for either of them, R's for either of, of those, uh, you know, the the consonants at the start and the end of the word. Um, you know, you could choose any of those syllables that go or the syllables, the uh, vowels that go in between those consonants um, or other, you know, more creative uh, versions of that. Like it's um, it is very much uh, a wide open thing and we don't know. But, and but you you normally would not spell laughter out like that in. No, Kata that is Kana. true. It, it would be it would probably be dafta um, with a, an extended a in, at the end instead of a teru. Uh, but you know there there is a similarity there. I will I will grant that. Um, um, however, this is all kind of academic because you know it's been that that name has been in the story for years and years of publication time. And there's no way that we would change. This is just the same way that, you know, we changed, uh, what was it, Levely back to Reverie in our, our edits of the um, of the Reverie chapters, because that's just the way that we have been spelling that. And it's uh, po- it's it's pointless to, to change it unless it's for a super duper good reason. And I think that spelling does not really qualify as like a super duper good reason. I still prefer, even if. It, I was given a choice. Uh, I, I'd never heard it before, and it was Reverie and Levely. I would still prefer Reverie just because it, you know, it's an English word. It sounds like something that would be used to describe a meeting like that. Levely doesn't mean anything, um, and uh, you know. But if he had if he had spelled it out in English like the very first time we ever heard of it, then yeah, we would probably just go with with that spelling. Um, but uh, it's not, so we just kind of go with what we got already. Um, let's see, last few here. Uh, Liquid Gaimon uh, says, uh, can we take bets on what the next artificial zone we see will be? I'll bet you five wrist rockets that it'll be the ladybug fruit. Believe it. Have we seen a fox fruit yet? So I feel like, or like Kitsune or something, could be coming up in zone. Hmm. That's a good, that's a good point. I mean, I think the, uh, there's a, a you know, uh, what is it? Um, Kinemon's, uh, got the, you know, his name is like Foxfire Kinemon. Oh, that's right. And he has like the disguise powers, which is kind of a Fox thing. So that that's possible. Um, it wouldn't be artificial zone necessarily, but I mean, there's a lot of animals. I feel like we haven't seen the thing is with the animal yeah. kingdom is it's almost limitless and Oda's a big nerd when it comes to animals. He really likes, mm-hmm. he really likes them. So, um, I think there's a ton of potential and the less of them we see in this arc, the more disappointed I might be at the end of the day. Uh, because yeah. I feel like when else are they going to like, I mean, I guess there might be some big, big guns at the very end, but I feel like this is a pretty good time to, you know, get some of the crazy animals out of the way. 
I'm curious to see too if like he's gonna do many uh like overlapping ones where it's like here's the smile fruit version of other powers that we have seen because I feel like these like the smile fruit zoans are like they're like the fake straw hat version of these animals like it's like they're really crappy parody versions of uh these animals and so yeah i, I want to see a real lion and a real ho- horse and right, uh, right maybe not another batman i don't really care that much about that but <laughs> gazelle man go ahead yeah um all right last one uh on reddit is from princess of assassins and uh i'm gonna tell you guys ahead of time you should really uh, look up this uh, piece together thread for 537 so that you can see the link uh that is provided here so prince of assassins says uh, hey guys, a couple of weeks ago I was bored, so I decided to rewatch some of your old podcasts. During the podcast where you guys reviewed chapter 731, uh, you guys had the whole had the following conversation after a question that said, "How does Fire Fist Ace come back after having a hole in himself?" Um, so this is during uh, Dressrosa, I believe. Yeah, that would be 700s. Um, and uh, so we were talking about uh, you know the uh, the Colosseum stuff in dress rosa and uh steve is saying post marineford there was this flashback that was kind of meant to establish the relationship between luffy and ace and how they're brothers there was actually a third brother his name was sabo who they thought had died but he didn't die that's the character in 731 this is referring to mr cravat ace had a blah 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 and then i said it would be pretty badass if ace came back to life and he's like i'm gonna get my fucking fruit back and Steve said, those motherfuckers still with the hole in his body, hasn't changed his clothes at all. And then we have a new contestant, which is not legal at all and wouldn't normally be supported. But fuck it. We're just going to go with it anyway. Some shitty Tarantino ode to B movies. And Zach said, I would love that. So hearing this, I requested a, an artist, Min Quach 94, to draw the situation you guys described I don't know who is on the podcast, but I'm hoping Steve and Zach can see this as well, <laughs> since it was you guys who gave me the idea. And uh, it, it is a deviant art link uh, that is titled Ace Returns, and it's a it's a really really well drawn um, yeah, wow. <laughs> uh, page of the yeah of, of the uh, wow. the scene in uh, Dress Rosa in the Coliseum where a figure comes and slams into the uh, the arena. And uh, Gats is announcing, this can't be true. It's the one and only Portkus D Ace. <laughs> and there's Ace in the middle with a giant hole in his chest. And he's, he's saying, I'm getting my fucking fruit back. <laughs> <laughs> there is so much effort in this. Yeah. In this whole ordeal. Uh, uh, like he even drew uh, a piccolo in the yeah. stands. And Goku, too. But he's and a Goku, panda man. Yeah. And a panda man. <laughs> awesome. There probably are some other Furukawa characters back there. Um, But yet Sabo's still there. Oh, I see Goku there. Goku's hair is there. Yeah. So Uh, I can only imagine, like, Sabo explaining to Luffy, so yeah, I'm alive, and so is Ace, and he's currently getting his fruit back. (laughs) So why are you here, Sabo? I don't know. Shock value? I'm wondering what happens next in this story now. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know cool. Cavendish is just shocked because the attention has been taken away from him. Oh yeah. Um, okay, so that's it for, for Reddit. That's awesome. That that is it for Reddit. Yeah, thank you so much for that. That is uh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to follow up thank on you. this. So uh, Ed, why don't you give it a shot? Peace the tweezer. Yeah, not bad. Uh, so what do we have this week? 
All right, our first piece of the tweet this week comes from Jonathan St. Martin, who says, what sort of smile users do you hope to see this arc? If you could create one, how would you design it? So what kind of also, smile do you want? <laughs> no, but the, the last part was actually... Yeah, also, yeah. do you think Chopper's rumble balls might pique Kaido's interest? Uh, yeah, probably, to the last part of that. I, 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 could, I could see him making that. <laughs> I don't know. I think feel like Chopper's sort of beyond using rumble balls at this point, although he does use yeah. them for monster point. Uh, the bigger question is, will Chopper's Rumble Balls pique Oda's interest? <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, Ice Rider 50 says, hey, OPP, since Zach did a reading for his dog, Lucy, will he do one for the pets of the other members of the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Jill, how do your cats like One Piece? You know, sometimes if there's like things moving on the screen that they can try to catch, she'll like stand in front of the TV and go for it. So sometimes... I think my dog was, was a bigger fan. Was, Go ahead. She was sniffing on your uh, Shirahoshi figures, right? That's getting, true. She yeah. was. It's it's shiny, and they kind of look like fish. So she gets a little excited. <laughs> I was gonna say she she's half fish. So, um, my dog watched Yu Yu Hakusho once and was like into it. I don't know what was happening. Or was that good jo- dog? Or was that JoJo? I don't know. Whatever it was, it was a good show. Either way, what a dog! <laughs> Give her a biscuit. Next time you come here, Steve, you could you could uh, watch some good anime and uh, hey, Lucy, we're, we're gonna watch Kuwabara versus Elder Tagore. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> right, Elvergun says, "Is Oda reaching for the Brony community now?" No, I don't. I, I don't. Are they into centaurs? Is that how that works? I keep saying that he's reaching out to the Equestronaut community. Oh, is I that what that is? I don't think I've seen a brony to centaurs. It's usually all or nothing with them. Wait, was that the Bob's Burgers reference? Yes. Is that what you're making? Oh, I just got it. Oh, my God. It took oh, me the whole time. I have seen that one. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. I also have a tattoo. <laughs> thank you, Steve. I, I, don't thank me. I've been super late, but I know like Alex and I used to say that all the time. Oh, yeah. That's what Alex gets for not being here. <laughs> Yin Tab F says the reason Holden can breathe fire is because the Chimera can, which is the only lion-headed creature that can breathe fire. Which makes me wonder if the Chimera fruit is what Vegapunk used as a base for Smile Fruits. Hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't really see the connection there. But my basis of knowledge of Chimeras comes from Full Metal Alchemist. So uh, I thought Chimeras were just made. Edward. <laughs> I thought chimeras were just to make really uh, awfully immoral uh, human-animal hybrids that... Edward. 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 Now I'm just imagining... Right now there's someone listening to this podcast saying, too soon, too soon. (laughs) I'm just imagining Kamijiro uh, as that (laughs) that dog. Oh, Kamijiro? Well, over that, that's also good. I just have one question for you, Hold'em. Where's Nina and your pet lion? (laughs) God, that's why they took Tama. Uh, uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, that made me really angry. (laughs) Now I get it. Now I see why Luke is so mad. (laughs) They were going to take Tama to make an awful human experiment. Um... Alright, next one comes from Operation <laughs> Druid, who says, If a board game could present a person's personality, which board game would present a character from the One Piece world? Well, this is easy. Nami and Monopoly. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about that last question. 
Um. Wow. Um. Candy Land for Chopper. Yeah, that's easy. Frankie is mousetrap. There you go. <laughs> Feels Luffy, like we totally answered this question. Yeah, Luffy would just not play any game you put in front of him and would eat meat instead and get frustrated. I know Let's that's a cop-out. Yeah, exactly. I know that's a cop-out. Well, I guess he would like that. I know that's a cop-out answer, but... Um, he would try, like, stretching his neck so that he could go around and see the other people's cards. <laughs> like, like, that, like they're not going to notice. <laughs> Luffy, Luffy's not like... Luffy's not like that. Alright. Next one comes from Patrick Rizzolo, who says, What are the odds of getting the Methuselah rookie card from the Fever Card Booster Pack? <laughs> As we said... There aren't any rare cards with these, so... No, uh, don't ruin the joke, kid. <laughs> That's my I job. I know, but... I don't know. I'm, I just I want to make sure people understand that. Alright. Uh, NeuroG123 says, Would you bring Condriano back in a filler arc? If so, how would you like the story to be? Oh. <laughs> this is the guy from G8. Yeah, okay. That's Which yeah. guy? Um, <laughs> How do you not know, Steve? You remember like this him? Navy inspector like, who yeah. gets beat up by Luffy. Oh, that was his name. Okay, yeah, he's he no. was kind of like. Or uh, is it well, the name Condoriano? Yes. Right, but people keep calling him that, despite the fact that he's got a real name. Ah. <laughs> or Usopp keeps calling him that, at least. We're talking about the purple guy, right? Yeah, yeah, in the picture. Yeah. Um, he he's kind of like proto Spondum. Kind of. <laughs> So no, he's not. He's not as uh, reprehensible, but no, he's just a snob. Mm-hmm. All right, next one comes Starch. Who says, "I think Jack could be a three blade style user while in his hybrid form, which would be perfect if he faced Zoro." However, it's looking like Jack will be Luffy's opponent, possibly to help him improve his armament hockey before he faces Kaido. Hmm. I don't know about that. If we're actually fighting Kaido, I don't know if we are though. You said he would have three sword style. Yeah, I don't really understand where he's getting that from. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like that idea. Anyways, I mean, we we've seen like Zoro demolish the you know like Hachan with yeah. what six swords or whatever. I I don't know. It just, it just seems like too gimmicky. Okay. Return to Sabati says Hunter Hunter is coming back into Shonen Jump next week. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the series, but if if you are, what Nen abilities would the Straw Hands have? I don't know anything about Hunter Hunter, unfortunately. I mean, I've well, seen a chunk remember. of Hunter Hunter, but I don't keep up with. I cannot keep up with their power system. Yeah, especially because he like just invents something new every single time. I feel like. Okay. Actually, um, let's see. Next one comes from Sniper by Heart, who says Speed and Luffy have the same smile. So she is she secretly Luffy's mom. Damn it. <laughs> Serious, que- talk to a horse. <laughs> Serious question. You wouldn't? Um, how long do you think smile fruits have been around for? for as long the- as uh, Caesar has been making them. I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. And Doflamingo producing them. I'm going to say around two years because that's when uh, Doflamingo talks to. Um, what's his name? The auction house guy is like, it's the time of. Yeah, it's the time of smile now. Uh, H of Smiles or whatever. Yeah, and we're like, what the hell is he talking about? Um, Joe Flamingo is a weird guy. Um, yeah, so I, I'd say two years. That's my guess. Yeah. Or maybe a little more, but just around there. Okay. Cracker Jakku says, I wonder if Kinemon could use his powers to create samurai armor for his allies in the fight against Kaido and Orochi's men. 
I think it'd be testing the limits of his power, but I mean, it would look awesome. Yeah. There's no logical reason why he shouldn't be able to do that with what he's able to do. Yeah. Okay. Illusion no me says, what did you guys think of the bleach Netflix movie? I was really impressed with it, given it still had the good parts of the series. The there is a Netflix uh, Bleach movie on Netflix. I'm guessing it's Japanese. That's the Japanese believe, one. Yeah, it's a live action Japanese. Yeah. Nah, man. His name is uh, Ian Kuro Simmons. <laughs> All right. Uh, it takes place in San Francisco. So none of us have seen this. <laughs> no. No. Okay. I haven't yeah. seen anything of Bleach in a very long time. So. To, to be it's, fair. The best parts of the best parts of Bleach are the beginning, and the worst parts of Bleach are the parts they drag out. So I could see. So everything after the beginning. Yeah, exactly. There um, are filler arcs in Bleach that are better than the end of Bleach. A hundred percent. Yeah the the first filler arc was not bad, um, not great, but it wasn't bad. Um, that's the point where they kept a lot of the filler characters because they're like, oh, what else are we gonna do? Um, pretty interesting. Too bad the creator didn't make him up. Oh, well. Yep. Uh, what's next? Uh, Nolan says, it took Oda long enough, but he finally made Law a straw hat. Shout out to all the Law uh, heads, especially to... My ship is real. Uh, question for you guys. Law offers you to switch your heart with any other real world person for a day. Who do you choose? <laughs> what are the side effects of that? Wait, so it's exactly like it would work in Punk Hazard. You get to go oh, into their body. Oh, you're changing bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Because he doesn't really swap their hearts. He just swaps their personalities. Right. right? Yeah. I. That sounds awful. I wouldn't want any anyone. I mean, the uh, most... Uh, I have answers, I have but it's going to get into a really... Yeah, I have one ahead. that's not perverted. No, not like that. No. That's not <laughs> what I was going to say. Steve, but I have ahead. one. How strong of you, Steve? Go ahead, Steve. Terry Crews. <laughs> Good answer. Because I want to be I want to be president too. Yeah, I'll never be in that good a shape and I'll probably never be that cool. So, is Terry Crews taller than us? He might be. He seems like he would be. It's a back wow, this extra inch, man. I could see the world. <laughs> Guess what? 63. Right? I'm pretty sure he could pop his pecs too, right? He can make his yeah, pecs dance. Yeah, he does dance. that. I would love to do that. That's what all those... <laughs> and not just when you're drunk were. staring in the mirror. Yeah. And maybe just yell things like, pup, 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 a power, and people find it endearing. <laughs> yeah. Not instead of just being like, fuck's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Terry, Terry Cruz is exactly our height, Steve. Oh. Seriously? Yeah. He's so shorter than I thought. <laughs> so so Terry Cruz would fit like a glove. <laughs> Right. Zach is suddenly disappointed by Terry Crews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, would he fit like a jacket? Zach's jacket? Like seen that? Oh yeah. God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go ahead. Right. It's Aura says. Do you think Chopper's family is still alive, or were they eaten? Well, they were dicks. So. How long do reindeers live? That's a good question. I don't know. Probably not that long. Maybe I don't know, like thirty years, maybe. I- I'm That's gonna I'm guess. gonna look this up. Yeah. How much longer do we have with Chopper, guys? <laughs> I'm looking this up. Ten um, years. Ten, yeah. Oh. Ten years. Females uh, are 15, eight. males are 10, and four and a half is uh, their average. Uh, wow. Yeah. Oh, Chopper is uh, actually, like, super old. <laughs> well, hold on. Maybe the <laughs> fact that the human fruit affects that. It's like, yeah. I wonder yeah, if, like, yeah. she has a severely decreased lifespan because <laughs> he has part of the cat fruit. <laughs> 
Let's not think about that too much. Ed? Uh, 91 Ryan says, Hey, Oda, the creator of A Centaur's Life called, they want their main character back. <laughs> That's an interesting manga you posted a picture of there. Or maybe it's an anime. I don't know. I've never heard of it before. Oh, is it the girl centaur one, or is it something else? Oh, the girl centaur, true. yeah. Oh, I've watched that anime. It's weird. It has a Holocaust episode. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> I remember hearing about that. I don't know whether I should be offended. Well, Jill, you can tell me whether I should be offended. Yeah, should no, I be offended? Like, it's, they kind of try to be historical about it. It's Oh, so like Italia. <laughs> uh, and then everyone ate the pasta. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about Germany, that show. You stop being a bad boy. Somehow I, more no. offensive than Angel Cup. I was so <laughs> much happier when I did not remember that show existed. Um, <laughs> what I'm here I for. remember with the year that that was the only thing anyone cosplayed. Oh my god, it was everywhere when we started this show. It was uh, yeah, I can Homestuck. Tell you most of my friends are part of that. <laughs> Homestuck, yeah. Italia. What did that morph it, into? Attack on Titan. Into Homestuck, and then Homestuck's involved into Attack on Titan and Undertale and- now. I don't know really? what that is. I, was... I don't go to enough conventions anymore. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I, I do like one a year now at most. So. I was a really big homestuck. Uh... <laughs> I think yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Are kids little My Hero Macadamias these days? Is that? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Big. It's a lot of characters. I feel like that's more like that replaced the Naruto fan. Or it's variety, fan. not just everyone yeah. wears the same jacket or t-shirt. Like Bleach. Yeah. That was Bleach, yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, last one comes from our very own Brian Newton, who says, I can already see the unbreakable fabric coming into play in the final battle for One Piece, where the Sunny has an undamaged flag atop its mast and proclaiming the treasure. Also, speed is hilarious. I Thank like you, that Brian. theory. Yeah, that's a that's a cool idea for why we should have unbreakable fabric. Mm-hmm. Why uh, we should continue to follow Bellamy through the story. How would you be able to <laughs> sew it? Or cut it. Yeah, actually, uh, our fabric expert here, Jill, uh, <laughs> I'm sure you have. Just uh, saying, I don't quite understand the logistics, but you know, it's all good. Yeah, Bellamy you... comes. Bellamy comes from the mystical old clan that uh, carves the unbreakable fabric, uh, and they put the uh, poneglyph writing on it, just like the Kozuki's. Jill, uh, can... it all makes sense for your me. next <laughs> editorial. Can you write a professional take on that? Just like a long, yeah. detailed. Like a... Like a full, really, really in-depth, like, what theoretically kind of, like, weaving knit could this fabric have? All right. Yeah. It'll be, it. it'll be, like, something, uh, what, what's the stupid mineral on Avatar? Um, unobtainium? Unobtainium. <laughs> <laughs> You'll weave the unobtainium into a beautiful flag. Okay. That's going to do it for Peace Together, right? Unless there's anything else, Ed? Sure. Okay. Uh, let's get, let's round off. This has been the One Piece Podcast, episode 537. Jill has to go, so she won't be able to compete in trivia. But, Jill, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at PirateSUnlock. And, man, I am so sad I don't get to be part of trivia. Yeah, I'm sure I it's know. something I would know right off the top of my head and ace everything. But, damn, looks like I have to leave. <laughs> I feel like this might have been on purpose. Um, you don't have to make up excuses all the time, chill. Um, <laughs> thanks for coming on. Uh, Sam. Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Lucky Chainsaw. They can find me on the One Piece podcast every week doing the uh, anime recaps. And they can find me on AnimeNewsNetwork.com every week doing the daily streaming reviews for 
One Piece, My Hero Academia, and Black Clover. I'm going to accidentally call it My Hero Macamadamia, you know, at, at, like in a public place where I should not. Um, and, and My Hero Academia and Black Clover have both been like surprisingly <laughs> awesome lately. Mm-hmm. Like Black Clover especially has surprised me. Yeah, I've actually well, been hearing good things uh, about Black Clover. Zach, is it more embarrassing to talk about anime in public or to mispronounce an anime in public? It depends the setting. Uh, if I'm in, at an anime convention surrounded by fans of a series apparently that I've never heard of um, and saying Macamadamia, uh, you know, I might. That's, oh, I That's have true. a list of mispronunciations <laughs> I've heard over the years of tabling at conventions. Wait, Steve, someone should totally cosplay as uh, the main character from My Hero Academia but carry around Macadamia nuts, um, <laughs> handing them out. <laughs> But Sounds like, like an Eric Andre segment. <laughs> <laughs> but like completely straight face at conventions, just handing out macadamia nuts. What about nut allergy sack? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Steve. Anyway, Steve, uh, Steve in, where can people find you? Um, well, you know, not to, to continue this bit, but uh, if you loudly uh, and repeatedly get the name wrong in, uh, in public at an anime convention, that's actually a power move because it shows you that you are above them, they are beneath you, uh, <laughs> that you don't even have to bother to get the name of their show right. Um, <laughs> anyways, you can find Boku no Twitter at Translatosaurus. <laughs> Steve. <sighs> Man, hard to top that. Um, uh, uh, yeah. you could find me on the internet you could find me on twitter instagram tumblr steve yurko is the username uh also check out i i i'm starting to dip my toes into wrestling podcasts but not kind of the not the usual oh wrestling yeah podcast i heard you've been expect. i heard you've been podcast cheating on us with well, doctor that- well, Zach, you got to start watch wrestling, and then you got to start memorizing entrance music. Because yes, not I'm, happening. <laughs> I'm doing a podcast with Doctor about wrestling entrance music. It's called Tune Sweet. It's on the SSAA podcast Patreon feed at the moment. The first episode's out. Uh, we just recorded our second one, but yeah, check that out if you happen to like wrestling. Oh, ass is backward. I get it. Um, sorry. Uh, no, yeah, so yeah, check it out. Doc, Doc is always great, and I'm, I don't understand any of it, but Stephen Doctor on a podcast is guaranteed dynamite, so if, if you can, listen to that. Ed, where could, where could the good people out there contact us? You're Zach underscore Logan on Twitter. I'm Edward E. One Piece. Podcast is at onepiecepodcast.com, twitter.com, youtube.com, and facebook.com slash onepiecepodcast. One Piece Podcast is our Skype name, onepiecepodcast at gmail.com is our email address. Please support us, patreon.com slash onepiecepodcast. You can um, you can subscribe on SoundCloud. You can subscribe on Google Play. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, podcast. That's right. And call <laughs> us on our phone number, Zach. Yeah, I forgot you weren't here last weekend. That phone number is 347-497. I listened to the whole thing. Maji. Maji. If you miss that phone, if you miss that phone number, it was three four seven four nine seven six two five four. Call anytime. I can't believe I listened to the whole thing with your questions, <laughs> your comments, or whoa, no, not the bees. Um, thank you guys for coming on this week's episode. But before we go, we have trivia, and since we had a cute little picture of Zonasia, uh, let's uh, go through the minks uh, this week. So for those oh. who don't know. Uh, this, how this game works, 
Uh, we go around, naming characters in a category. Those who get it stay in the game. Those who cannot are out. And if you repeat, you're also out. You get three seconds. Um, three. I'm very strict about that, clearly. Anyway, uh, so, again, the category this week, uh, Minx. Um, named Minx Cannon. That's it. Um, the order this week, Steven, Steve, Sam, Ed. Steven, would you like to start us off? Cat Viper. Steve. Carrot. You motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. We're Damn. done. <laughs> nope, nope. Motherfucker is not a mink. <laughs> Sam. Headliner. Uh, Wanda. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this episode has been great. Uh, Ed, yeah, go ahead. Dogstorm. Um, so you've picked the four most obvious minks. Uh, Stephen. Really. Uh, Pickums. Yes. Uh, uh, Steve. Roddy. Roddy, Roddy, Peeper. Um, sorry. <laughs> uh, Sam. Uh, what's his name? BB. Yeah, Black Black. Um, where are we, Ed? Chichillion. Uh, Stephen? Uh, Milky. Just think of Milky Chance, the, uh, band, when I hear that. Uh, Steve. Adro. Uh, Sam. Tristan. You got it. You guys just gonna blow through this whole thing? Uh, Ed. Mariette. Stephen. Uh, Beppo. Steve. Oof. Yeah, we're getting down to the... Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Got three God. seconds. The, I know the goat doctor has a name. Yeah, he I does. I, fuck you, Zach. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> the goat doctor's name is Miyagi. Yeah, it is. Uh, Ed. Zeppo. Okay, so everyone's still in except for Steve. Steven. Uh, let's see. We got four left as far as... Four left. Uh, Pastor Yomo. Perfect. Um, full name there even. Uh, uh, Sam. Oh, no. Um, was Hawkins' cat named Salem or something? No, we actually just mentioned this character last week. Um, uh, Ed. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Steven, I'm sure, does. What was that that big black faced sheep name? The black sheep. He said it. Already. Ah, I don't remember. He said it already. Oh, he did. Yeah, that, 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 was, that was. All right. So that's gonna I had be no idea it. He was a pastor. Uh, Stephen, there are four left. Do you want to try and name them? Uh, well, the cat's name was Faust. Correct. Um, that's right. That's right. Yeah. There's oh, one man. dead Great. character. Sam, did you say his name was Salem? <laughs> Yeah, I went for Salem. The cat from Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a good still, it's like the uh, Captain Hawkins. Vibe. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> still fits the occult vibe. I would not put it past Oda. That's, that's a much that's better point. name, actually. Yeah, I like that. Um, there, there are three more characters that have not been named. If anyone wants to give a stab, I have no idea. Is that Stephen? One of them is dead. One of them is a revolutionary, and one Pedro. of them, and one of them shares the same name as someone else. Oh, uh, one of them is uh, Lindenberg or Lindbergh. Lindbergh. Yeah, yeah Lindbergh. Lindbergh, Mr. Lindenberg, Mr. Lindenberg. 
I hope he comes I'm back. I'm not the mink here. <laughs> You're the mink here. I'm not the mink. There's another. There's a dead mink. I'm not. I'm not your mink anymore. I'm your <laughs> new <laughs> mink. <laughs> Please tell her that she should call me back as mink as possible, or Mac, or Mink-sap. uh. <laughs> okay. We're, oh, we're I stuck know. in a home movie. This but... episode, I'm sure she's thrilled. Um. Okay. The the remaining two are Zeppo, who is dead. And... I said him. No. no yeah. I, I said it's that. Zeppo. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said Beppo. Did no, no one no, say Beppo? Said I, said, I said And then I, I, I was shocked that Beppo. Steve got out instead of saying Zeppo. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, M- Monji's the last one. Uh, the <laughs> monkey Monji, not the other mo- uh, other. Oh, monkey. yeah, the old monkey. The old monkey Man. guy who had the same uh, name. It's yeah, Monji, I, I think, is that. the difference. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, okay, so... Uh, <laughs> that's, wow. that's a, what a climactic finish to this episode. <laughs> uh, it, I, I, you know what? Tying it in with a Mr. Lindenson impression, <laughs> I feel like I won. <laughs> That's all that Both Steves win this week. Um, one for real and one with a Mr. Right. Lindenson impression. Sounds like us. <laughs> Up and down the line. Uh, so, uh, th- that has been uh, this week's episode of the One Piece Podcast. Next week, we're back with Chapter 918. The manga continues. Uh, and uh, wh- what anime episode are we up to? I'm so lost. Um, well, whichever one, we'll do that next week. Um, along with a lot more. So, we'll see you la- then, everyone. My name is Zach. My name is Ed. And my name is Mr. Lindenberg. <laughs> see you next- Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week, everyone. Goodbye. typical Japanese name ending thing, but uh the kami, the um the kanji for that one means to bite. So I like to call the lion bitey jiro. <laughs> <laughs>